my princess. Hi, Liz. Thank you so much for joining me to talk about Caitlin and Tyler. <laughs> I, you're welcome. I have very special interest in Caitlin and Tyler. I said this on um, Twitter that as much as I identify with Kale, I, my, um, I have probably just as much in common with Kate and Ty. Um, they have, you know, you know, my my parents are actually in recovery. They, I know those aren't, but um i have parents in prison i have a parent in prison i grew up in poverty i have all mm-hmm. these dynamics that i see on there and so like i have so much empathy for them but they also get the fuck on my nerves so yeah uh before we get there though we need to talk about some updated teen mom news which oh, yeah. is that ryan edwards was sentenced on one set of his charges i guess there are two sets of charges and on one of them he was he pled guilty obviously i'm guessing to the stalking was dropped one of the chart one of the domestic violence related charges and he was sentenced to treatment um and then probation and i don't know i as somebody that like doesn't really believe that prison does much i am like well it's not like prison would help but you know there is obviously the fact that like prison would physically keep him away from mckenzie and Mm -hmm. I am just like, I mean, obviously there's a bunch of privilege here, like, but also at the same time, like people don't go to jail for domestic violence. They do not. And even if they get arrested, they don't stay in there. Yeah, they don't, they don't go, you don't go to prison for domestic violence. You should. But like, if you go and you ask everybody what they're in jail for, it's like drug related. Like it's not, they're not there. (laughs) They're not there for DV. Even what, even when they beat the shit out of their partners. You have to kill someone before you get real jail time for domestic violence. Exactly. And I also wonder what Mackenzie wants, because like at the end of the day, that is the father of two of her children. And I could see like I could see a world in which she wanted him to go to treatment as his punishment because like that was her husband that's the father of her children I'm sure she wants him to get better also he can't work in prison and I'm sure I don't know what she does for a living and and she goes to work because he threatened her at her work yeah but um I think that she's hoping that she can get some like financial help from him or be forced on him and I I don't know. I, I can, I, I don't know what she wants. And... Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to say like, she didn't want him to go to prison. Cause we truly have no idea, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I'm not surprised he didn't get prison time because obviously he probably had a very nice attorney that his parents paid for yeah. and people don't go to jail for domestic violence, especially like non-injury injury related domestic violence charges, which is what his were, even though, she has accused him of physically hitting her, but the arrests were not for that. She got the restraining order for that. It's mm-hmm. a little confusing to the way domestic violence plays out in the court can be confusing because you can get a court ordered restraining order for violence, but they can never like, but that doesn't mean they're charged with that. Like yeah. that might not be the criminal case part. Um, So I, I don't know. Like I, what I do want is all those guns taken out of his house. I want every single gun taken out of his house. Um, I want him to stay away from Mackenzie. I, I don't know what treatment will do for Ryan. Like I, I don't know. I hope for Mackenzie's sake though, that she's okay with this sentencing, right? Like it doesn't matter so much. Like what I think. Right. We Um, don't know what she told the prosecutor. We don't know what she said. And, but 
in terms of um like i know people are like well he can't see the kids i don't know right now he needs to see the kids um and i also know that like when people have drug problems i actually was like tom sandoval should just go to rehab and say no, raquel to- <laughs> should just go to rehab i can't raquel, believe yeah. has not checked into rehab go raquel, raquel check needs into rehab. to go to rehab honestly probably put check into rehab come out like but people that's the assumption people right who don't have know a lot about like substance abuses is that once you don't have the the addiction or excuse me you're not using anymore then everything will be fine but that's not the truth like Mm-mm. you then you have to deal with all the shit that yeah, like Ryan alleged- seems like an abusive monster regardless yeah. of um yeah you know and, and didn't you also say that in your experience a like people get really angry like they, they have a lot of anger and more time because they're also not <laughs> abusing drugs so yeah. sometimes they turn into like they get really like assholey well after- the thing is it's like you for many many years you like turn off all of your emotions or you have this ability to turn off all of your emotions yeah and then suddenly that goes away and so you still have all of those emotions but now you have to deal with them and it's like kind of a famous thing in AA, I guess. Like when people get sober, they get worse is kind of the saying. Mm. And they, because like they don't have their solution anymore. They just have all the fucked up stuff mm. that led them to using in the first place. And I'm not sure Ryan will ever, ever do the work. I'm not sure he's capable of doing it. I hope he is, but I, there are a lot of people who are incapable of becoming yeah. better people. Sure, that's absolutely true. Um, why and like, I'm sure that Ryan also presented because watching this episode and a couple of other ones I've watched as you've done throwbacks, I like Ryan can present very like affable, yeah, and very much like do 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 do. And so I bet you like that's what he you know that's what he shows up in court like, not the guy that's punching walls and claiming he joined a motorcycle gang. That and- is so crazy. <laughs> he was high like that's Uh, like (laughs) yeah the other thing is apparently he has been filming which we kind of knew because he did the next or he did the family reunion reunion he did the family reunion reunion (laughs) and like so i was like well he's obviously gonna film next chapter i am extremely ethically conflicted on this because my trash side is like yeah let's go like the edwards are back baby this is what we wanted to see um we want some drama macy's Mm -hmm. segments have been so fucking boring like finally the edwards are coming back but then obviously like the other side of me one doesn't like the idea of mtv giving him money because if he's on camera he's getting paid sure two i really don't like the idea of him having a platform to talk shit on Mackenzie and not be checked by anybody and no one in his segment's gonna check him no not even Macy apparently Macy and him like filmed together last week so like post arrests and I'm like I mean I can understand like that time period where she is like I want us to get better I want things to be better for Bentley blah 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 but like once the arrest happens, I feel like then you stop the co-parenting attempt. Like when the arrests start happening again, I'm like, maybe we don't need to film now. You know, mm-hmm. like maybe we can step well, back on this. I'm conflicted because one, I feel like any money he gets is going to go to alimony and child support. So that's money McKenzie can get. That right? is true. 
True, so, true, true. Of course, yeah. So and like she can't get Especially blood from a stone if he's not if he working. Got, I would. I wonder he if got he got fired, fired from his job because he got arrested at his job. He absolutely got fired from his job. Unless, unless he's like working for his friend's dad, or you know, like he sh- maybe he's I, a roofer or some shit. Where like and also gets, like every every roofer gets arrested for domestic violence on their <laughs> job at one point. <laughs> but. I, I bet they're more concerned about the fact that he had drugs on him and that they're like, yeah, oh, he yeah. might fall off a roof. <laughs> so, well, mm, I don't know. I think every roofer does that as well. Um, that's, yeah, you know what? I've known three roofers and you know what? You're not wrong. Yeah. But, but the other thing is, is that I actually don't know if he's a roofer. I'm just saying. I'm sure it's something it's like something that. Manual. But the thing is, is that, like, for me, I believe that once you come on 16 and pregnant and teen mom and those things, Everybody in your orbit is a part of this story. I don't believe in a stop filming with Ryan because unless Ryan wants to stop filming, I don't think it's yeah, like that. Macy should have the ability to be. Like, I don't We're think not so. filming with them anymore. Right. Yeah. I mean, she yeah. listen. She can set her own boundary for herself. But the fact, but we know she's not going to keep it because she didn't keep it with Farah. I think that Yui come on as a story, and Ryan's a part of that story. Yeah. And so, if it's going good, great. If it's going bad, great too this is all what's the reason macy's segments are so boring is because we are not getting the entire universe of her yeah and so i believe ryan this is a tough word deserves to film because he is a part of this unit talked about he's talked about all the time his kid is on camera he and we met macy with ryan yeah we watched him make yeah. her get out pregnant and pump gas. We, we watched this. Yeah. And so I want Jen and I want Larry and I want Ryan. And if Mackenzie wants to film with her mom and get a check, she won't, let her. which is she apparently is refusing to film, which I guess, look, okay. Everybody has always said that Mackenzie has been after the fame. That's why she's with Ryan. I don't really think so. I think that she's like, I'm sure she was like thrilled by the idea of being on TV at first, like any 20 year old would be, sure. right? Like, oh God, I forgot she was 20. <laughs> uh huh. But I don't think that like she was chasing Ryan for the fame money, maybe just because like she was a, a newly single teen mom. Like, comfortability is what she was chasing like i don't and i think like as soon as Mackenzie started getting hate she was like oh my god i hate this yeah and i think Mackenzie has been comfortably not filming for the last however many years Mackenzie and ryan haven't filmed yeah and like i i don't blame her whatsoever for not wanting to come on but i really wish she would because like it just makes me sick to think about him sitting there and like telling lies about her on camera and like that being the narrative that's pushed like that makes me feel sick and I, I left a comment on Instagram that on my Instagram that was like remember in you and I did this episode actually Nate's being Nate episode oh <laughs> and Jessica sat down and like did that whole segment about the yes. abuse and it was so powerful and it was like it made Nate look so bad for the rest of the ep- I mean, he looked bad in the whole episode, but it really drove home like what a loser, abusive asshole he was. And I, I wonder if we would have really gotten that point so strongly if Jessica hadn't filmed those scenes. And I just, I wish Mackenzie would come on and share a story, but also like, but I mean, I also, I feel awful for her. Her abusive ex-husband's not going to go on TV and talk about her, even though once again, you married someone that is, a television star like that 
oh, it's just, it's hard and complicated and messy. And I feel like blah about it yeah. all. Yeah, I do too. Uh, but I, I, if Ryan were not on the screen, Macy would be talking about it with Taylor and I don't want to yeah. hear it from her. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm curious, like, I hope Larry's mad. I hope, I hope Larry's mad. I hope he is too. I I don't know. We can get some pushback from Larry sometimes. Yeah, for sure. And even from Jen, she might not be pushing him, but she's crying and obviously upset. Like, I have, I am curious to see how Jen and Larry are going to handle this. We know that they bailed him out, but I don't know. I like, listen, it's it's hard not to bail your kids out. Yeah. It's so fucking hard. I give them a lot more leeway than I think most people do just because I will always feel for someone who their child could die at any moment because yeah. that's Ryan's reality. And that's Jen who loves her son so much. Her reality is, is that any moment he could die. And that one time she refuses to bail him out or answer the phone or let him come over. If he dies, she will never, ever forgive herself. And she knows that. So she's doing what she has to do to like keep herself alive essentially. Yeah. And, but I'd still, it's going to be like, if, Jen and Larry on there defending him and talking shit on Mackenzie. Like, I just, I worry about how this is going to play out. I think that if they are, I think Mackenzie's going to film at least like a little sit down. I think she will, especially, uh, I need money. I'm moving on from this. I think it's possible, but I also want to remind people that like, we don't know these people. Like, we don't have any experience besides what we see on TV, which is great. Like, that's, I'm fine to judge based on that. But <laughs> Jen and Larry have a whole fucking life of Ryan. Yeah, that's. They that's they have memories baby. we don't have access to. Yeah. That's their kid. And they, like, my mom always says that when she sees me, no matter what I'm doing, even if I'm talking shit to her, she sees like a two-year-old kid, like standing on a, on a, on a high chair. Because that's. Like, that's how she remembers me. And I bet, I bet she does. I bet, you know, Jen does too. And so I just, I'm not, I'm not ready to like eviscerate them for this because parenting is like a lot, parenting is like a lifetime commitment. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have to like pick people up, even if they're like pieces of shit, they're your piece of shit. So you got to pick them up and take them home. And like you said, like, it's possible Ryan doesn't get through this year. He, because he's he's like active active right yeah i mean he had dope on them when they arrested him i don't think he ever stopped i guess yeah Maybe. or if he did he was drinking you know like i don't think he's ever had any sort of sobriety and i don't know yeah. i will be though definitely curious like how the kids play into this because yeah. i wonder you know despite everything jen and larry always kind of did have access to bentley even because Macy always co-parented with Jen and Larry, right? Like that yeah. was the situation from the jump, but I don't think it's been like that for Mackenzie because her and Ryan mm-hmm. have lived in the same home, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm sure Jen and Larry have been very involved, but Mackenzie doesn't have like a co-parenting relationship with them, I would bet. So I'm curious, like if Mackenzie, not make them choose, but I wonder if access to the grandkids will be restricted if Ryan's around because I think that could motivate them, maybe. I also think that, like, McKenzie's been around for all the Bentley stuff. I wouldn't believe Jen and Larry wouldn't have him around. I just, like, why would I even believe that? So, 
Yeah. I probably wouldn't even give the opportunity, especially if he has been violent towards me. And I know because she lives with him, right? She knows, she knows that he's like using and that he's unpredictable. And yeah, like I, I can see her being like, I'm actually not like you are free to show up to, to, to baseball games and stuff, but I'm not like sending my kid over to be with you. You're invited to the birthday party, but I'm not going to leave my kid alone, my kids alone with you. And then I'm not, I'm thinking, thinking about little Hudson. So little Hudson who's Jen's been in his life since he was like two yeah yeah this like absolutely fucking sucks but one thing I want to say about McKenzie is that people hate McKenzie for a couple of reasons we've known Macy longer and it's very hard for us not to be in a binary right we're on Macy's side right that's just how it is Macy's our person and she's (laughs) that's how it goes but the other thing is is that because she is so inauthentic on screen she acts like her shit can never stink and she never just goes yeah this is fucked up she's this is why people don't down. like her she tripled down she tripled down the time in a way she'll that's be like so... macy's a bad mom like <laughs> yeah there's like i mean and she also mackenzie has the worst qualities of someone who loves an addict like on display on television which is like really startling to watch like the scene of them driving to the wedding (sighs) is not unique for almost anybody that loves an addict or has an addict close to them yeah you know like that's not a unique situation um blaming other people is not a unique situation like all of the stuff that she does is i think like it causes like a visceral reaction in a lot of people she's mm-hmm. also she's just not likable she's not likable at least on the television show she's not very like because she, she's trying to control that's what she's, yeah. she's trying to control her and she's so she's not being herself or being like fun and fun and like friendly that she's trying to control what she wants everything to look bright and shiny and new which is like don't don't get me wrong i completely understand where you're coming from but that's why the fandom doesn't like her first of all it's hard to like you when we consider you to be an opposing force to Macy, who mm-hmm. we grew up with. Bentley's which our child. Mackenzie like, very on made herself that way, which yes. I will always say, I think Macy put Mackenzie in a really unfair position when she, on like the second or third episode of Mackenzie's, she went to lunch with Macy and Macy was like basically yeah. trying to get right. Mackenzie to talk shit on the Edwards and like be like, yeah. we'll be on the same team against Jen and Larry and Mackenzie went home and told them and I don't really because she had to because those are first of all her future in-laws they're her like soon to be husband they're her soon to be husband's parents it was on camera Macy had eight years of camera camera experience at that point Mackenzie had zero she probably felt so uncomfortable and it also like don't go to your baby daddy's fiance and be like let's be a team against your no husband and in-laws because they they're not gonna pick you yeah you know this is how i feel about um lisa and my and real housewives mammy and that mother-in-law i'm like babe Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. at the end of the day that's her kid that's 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 her fucking kid at the end of the day i don't care how mad she is right now eventually yeah she will remember that's her kid and you're not also i mean with marina like larry pays for her life 
Listen, Wendy pays for her life, not Larry. Absolutely. So there's like, a whole other layer that Lisa, Lisa was just being idiotic about, but but yeah. So like, I I can the same see. Thing, yeah, don't don't like. She put Mackenzie in a really unfair position because what? What if Mackenzie didn't go and tell the Edwards and they saw that fucking scene on TV? Oh my god, she she's the one that's got to go to dinner with them. Macy's at her yeah. house, living yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> so... Also, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Macy yeah. and Mackenzie had not known each other long enough for Macy to get Mackenzie as an ally. That's a three year in situation. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, That's she's got to be real comfortable. That's after years of things going pretty well, where you start to test the waters and go, "Well, what if I just text her instead of him?" You know, like yeah. that. It takes years to get to that point, and two months in, Macy's like, "So, what do you say we team up against Ryan and his parents?" <laughs> <laughs> she's like, "What?" Yeah, I, I, it's, it was like McKinsey was like Jim from the office, looking straight to the camera, like. <laughs> what what's and happening then it made Mackenzie look like a snake like just as right to the audience and I'm not being like people are dumb for thinking that that's how no, it's but... edited for the show yeah. you as the audience are supposed to be like wow what a fucking snake she yeah. just went against our girls back to the villains to the people yeah. that we already see as villains yeah right we already <laughs> see the Edwards as villains you have this chance Mackenzie to align with the right side and you chose wrong and that's how it's edited and that's how you as a viewer are supposed to feel at least according to MTV yeah and you see we don't control like as a reality star when you try to control the edit it, you always look bad so what it is is you don't swim against the current you you just kind of float just try to stay above water and if i don't mckenzie doesn't have that yet like you know a lot of these people are veterans they understand that like i cannot control what's going to show up on this fucking screen so what i can do is you know do this and and Mackenzie didn't have it yet and so you could see her thinking breathing hard like trying to be like what now what now what now yeah it was an unfair situation um I don't think I've said this but by the way the episode that we're recapping is technically season six episode 19 which I'm pretty sure is season six b like the b season so it's called a fresh start it's the first episode of a new season and we can talk about Macy's scene in this because this yeah. is Mackenzie's like second season. Mackenzie is coming to save Ryan. Ryan is doing well here and Ryan is so fucking high. And it's so interesting watching this because I'm pretty sure this season is the high wedding, but it's mm-hmm. interesting watching this because they're like, wow, Ryan's doing pretty well. Ryan's showing up to things. And this is where really the narrative of like, oh great. Mackenzie has come and saved Ryan and she makes him get to places on time and suddenly all this pressure is on Mackenzie this 20 year old mind you who was forced to marry at 16 by her crazy evangelical parents like is now here to save this 30 year old man and make him the daddy he's never been we were like oh this 35 year old single mom is taking remember we really thought that she was like when I to this day you just said her age again I was like oh shit I forgot like we thought she, and people acted like she was going to be his new mom yeah and no one doubts the dynamic that this grown man needs a woman to say to him let's be on time yeah. to meet your son yeah no literally they're talking about the previous Halloween and Ryan goes well I got my makeup done and blah 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 blah, blah because you know that episode and Mackenzie yeah. goes well I like to be on time 
So when you're with me, you're going to be on time. And he's like, he, okay. he just rolls his eyes basically because yeah, he's well, like, this bitch can't control me. Well, he also said that he had to get dressed up because no one was going to trick or treat with Bentley. And I'm like, there are five people with Bentley right now. Also, it's because his he goes to Jen and Larry's to trick or treat. His friends aren't there. He's not with his friends because he's not like in his neighborhood. Yeah. And also, and I also feel like that's one of the reasons they want to get done. It's because they have to go do their real Halloween thing. Yeah. Or, I mean, it's a weeknight. They have little kids. Like, yeah, I get it. Um, So this is another Halloween episode. And this year, uh, Macy's like, all right, fuck going to the Edwards house. This is really like the start of Macy really laying down the like, we're not sending Bentley over there if we don't feel like it. Um, And it takes a while, right? Like it takes a while to get there. But th- I think it is a big deal for her to be like, for the first year, we're not gonna send him over there we're gonna invite jen and larry they went to her parents neighborhood um yes our mom and because i was like where are they driving to that now they're in a golf cart and then i saw her mom and i was like oh they must be at her mom's house and it was like i think that this was i don't (laughs) sounds kind of silly but maybe like an empowering kind of moment for macy where she's like you know what i actually don't have to cater to jen and larry i can invite them to come to our family thing i have these two little kids yeah. i think jade is because if it's halloween that means jade is one and a half and maverick is six months old she's like i've got two infants essentially like bentley's a little busier he's in fourth grade like and we want to do this with my parents and jen and larry can come and i really i think that this is like the beginning of the change of like jen and larry can come here but we're done like really modifying our lives and i do think having the new babies is probably a big part of that because it's like this is and i don't blame macy at all for this it's either this is my family these are his siblings i don't Mm -hmm. want to send him to his grandparents house where his dad isn't even going to be there i want him to be with his sister and brother and his stepdad who is his dad essentially like Mm -hmm. i want him to be with his family i would feel the same way if i was macy yeah, and also like I'd say this for all like my foster kids and stuff and like bio parents, like adults travel further than children do. Like you yeah. come further to them yeah. and we're not we're 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 not gonna disrupt their stuff. You have to disrupt your stuff yeah, for them. Like I don't wanna schlep the baby over here. We can take it to my parents. My dad's gonna stay home with Maverick, so we don't even have to bring him out. You know, like Yeah, it's so much nicer. And um since they have such small kids, like you do listen i do halloween every year it's really important for me because like at no time are children allowed to be outside at dark begging for candy on the street mm-hmm. except for halloween so i'm like no we're gonna make sure we get your halloween in because i'm never letting you do that on another day so but i like to get it done we're not out for like you're out for like three hours when you're 14 and on your own not when you're 10 and not when you're like yeah. two that's not yeah. how it goes you're out for like 45 minutes an hour and then you head back to the house that's yeah so ryan keeps me like they just keep going i'm like yeah babe they, these are children they're not gonna stay out till 9 p.m yeah yeah they're going at five o'clock <laughs> like, yes exactly <laughs> yeah ryan is like living a a 20 something's halloween where he's like we're yes. not going out until it's dark and it's like well it doesn't get dark until seven o'clock so we're not waiting until it's dark actually no, Jade would be like do you know how discombobulated yeah. Jade would be at 7 p.m this is not what this is not what we're doing and i also think like macy around this time is realizing like it's a real if you build it they will come with jen and larry yeah and 
you know, John, first of all, apparently Larry like terrorizes them at the baseball games, but to their fucking credit, those people are at every one of Bentley's baseball games. Yeah. They go to the practice, like they, they show up, Jen and Larry show up, which is another thing that makes it so sad that Ryan doesn't, because I do think he had parents that like really put in an effort. Oh, absolutely. In his life. And so it's sad that like that didn't rub off on him. Um, no, what rubbed off on him is that like Ryan's an only child. He has parents that really, really like center him. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like he never stops centering himself. Even when he, what normally happens is you have kids and you're like, oh, it can't be about me. Yeah. And that just didn't happen for Ryan. Yeah. And you look and you're like, oh my God, it's so cool that my parents were at every event. And like, yeah, that's, I really, that yeah. Like, wow. Can I do that? Like, will I be able to do that? And no, Ryan just, he just doesn't care about his kids that way. Um, <laughs> I don't know if he's capable of caring about his kids that way, but this is definitely like, oh my God, there's a weird scene in this where they're all out to eat. Just, well, Jen, Larry, Ryan, and Mackenzie. And Ryan mm-hmm. goes, because they're talking about the wedding that had recently, oh, Macy's wedding. And Ryan goes, you know, I had a dream about her wedding last night. And Jen's like, what? <laughs> and he goes, she was wearing a different dress. And like all three of them are like, uh. Because he like, said the dress I imagined. Yeah. Oh my God. And he goes, well, she was marrying the same person. And I'm like, no, she wasn't. Oh my God. You just in front. And I think they're engaged at this point. Cause I think they get engaged in that being Edward's special, like in between these seasons. Maybe so with your fiance, you're like, well, I dreamed about my ex's wedding last night, but we were getting married and she was in a beautiful dress that I envisioned. Like <sighs> it's so awful. And they're just looking at him like, do you don't see these fucking cameras? Jen is doing the most uncomfortable laugh. Larry <laughs> is literally not saying a word to the He's point eating. that at one point Ryan goes, you hungry, pa? Because <laughs> you ain't talking. And he goes, I'm just eating my food. <laughs> so like Literally. He's so noticeably cry- quiet and uncomfortable. Ryan is like, why aren't you talking? And he loves to talk, Larry. So <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it was real dumb. They barely know Mackenzie at this point. They're probably like, we don't even know how to like joke around about this without hurting her feelings because we don't really know this girl that well. Sure. I I don't know. Like, he's such a weirdo. There is a moment. So when it is trick-or-treating time, Mackenzie and Ryan are late and Jen is like, Mackenzie just texted me. They're in traffic. They're by the car dealership. And Bentley goes, he's always late. And then just like skips off. And I'm like, oh, God but it's true he is always late he's just saying a factual statement do you think when jen hears that she like goes home and cries at night i think jen cries a lot but i i think that would make me cry if i heard my grandson say that about my son but also like jen let's not pretend like you have not been standing next to bentley all his life going he's done he's on his way he's in traffic yeah (laughs) like yeah, and, uh, you could tell Taylor and Macy were like, uh-huh, uh-huh. But when when Jen's at a specific spot, I think they were like, hmm. And afterwards, it, <laughs> Macy and Taylor are talking about it. And they go, that was pretty good for Ryan. Yes. And they're like, yeah, okay. They're like, if this, if this is what Ryan, if this is what good Ryan is, we can deal with this. And that's so sad because all they've ever wanted is a Ryan who will just show up 15 to 30 minutes late and stay for 30 minutes and give Bentley a little kiss and then leave. And he can't even do that. 
what yeah. they're asking from him is less than like I give uncle. to my nieces. Yeah, less yeah. than an uncle less, would do. Less, less. I is, guarantee you I think about my nieces and my nephews significantly more than Ben or Ryan thinks about his children. Absolutely. He's always like a big brother. Um, but the thing about He's Macy like a cousin. is Yeah, yeah. But remember how you he would make fun of yeah like, yeah yeah he, he, like yeah he's a brother in that aspect yeah oh my yeah. that was always so bad but the thing about macy is that macy i can't remember the last time macy needed ryan right so maybe the I mean, first ne- season like but even barely in the first season barely she does she probably she doesn't get child support i get i bet she doesn't he doesn't take any he doesn't drop off and pick up she doesn't need him to take them over the weekend that's the edwards do that ryan's role in this this family relationship that we all have together this blended relationship is please can you show up at the middle could you get here before yeah. it's over yeah just that's so his whole can role. see you yeah that is like you know how people would kill for something like that yeah. if that was amber's thing amber kill it every time she just she'd like i mean well, she doesn't show up but i amber could definitely show up midway i mean that is kind of like if gary held her to ryan's expectations amber would be doing well yeah and so like it's so sad to see him i guess the whole Although thing is sad because he has so much support even through macy by just saying hey can you meet you, us uh, macy gives him so much. are you kidding me like the um, hey i'm dropping your kid off at your parents house where you live she doesn't even make them come get him no <laughs> um there is one funny moment where he pulls out he like gets there and macy goes you look like ron from teen mom <laughs> everybody i do like like macy's can be funny like i like when macy's in like a jovial mood yeah and i if I ryan had gotten stuff together here. this would be the perfect blended family thing you I know? know i think i do think that macy's happy here she's married which is all she fucking wanted right like all yeah. she wanted was to get married to taylor she has his last name which was like a huge thing for her she has these two little babies that yeah she didn't really mean to have them so close together but now she's got her two little babies she has her parents she's getting along well with jen and larry at this point like she likes ryan's girlfriend enough right like this is the first girlfriend that i think that she's been like okay well i can like see her as a serious girlfriend and somebody i could talk to like i think things are looking up for macy here and it's sad to think like how quickly it deteriorates with ryan yeah because like um so high in this episode Ryan was dating like suicide girls before this. And exactly. So, and now he's dating this single mom, this middle-aged single mom. Well, and, like this very like Southern, like. She's got her politeness on. She, she knows what to say. They know her. They don't know Mackenzie specifically, but they know Mackenzie. They know, you know Mackenzie. Like, sure. She's not. She's yeah. She's suicide yeah. girls. That's so funny. That is true. I'm thinking of the one with the dark hair. Yeah. I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. You're exactly right. I totally forgot about Suicide Girls. I've not thought about that in a long time. Um, yeah, I like in that scene where they're talking about Mackenzie and Ryan are talking about showing up late. He can barely keep his head up. Yeah, and I think that if you're not someone who has, you know, have a lot of experience with addiction or your mind doesn't go there, first of all, I think a lot of people looked at that and was like, oh, he's just, you know. No, he has a TBI. That's what everybody was convinced of. Oh Don't God. you remember? Because he had that bad car accident and everyone's like, no, he has a traumatic brain injury. I don't know why you're saying he's high. 
he was in this severe car accident and he clearly has a TBI. And I'm like, he is addicted to heroin. I don't know what to tell you. I've known this since he stole the tools from his dad because only a dope head would do that. So if still TBI your tools. doesn't ch- cause you to do that. There is nothing more stereotypical dope head than stealing, stealing tools, tools and selling them. That is the, the most stereotypical male dope head thing is fucking stealing steal tools. Some fucking tools. Tools are fucking expensive, guys. Tools are expensive. <laughs> People buy hot tools like yeah. hot tools. Like, what... stuff, but but well, like, like how do you there's no there's no consequence to buying a stolen tool exactly and like a cheat like if you need some tools to get started and your friend can get them for you for 25 percent, you're gonna yeah. fuck where they came from yeah i guess i mean i just think it's so much more like likely that someone's on pills or heroin than they have a tb <laughs> it just yeah. you know what i mean like, yeah yeah, a TBI that's affecting them that much. Yeah, it's just so much like more likely that they they're like on pills or heroin. Yeah, so. I actually I have a coworker who I was going to say my new coworker, but she's like been here almost a year at this point. Um, she is an attorney, and she was in a bad car accident like two years ago, and has like a severe TBI. Mm. Um, and it like it fucks with her life so much. But and I know everybody acts differently, but like you would never be like, is she on heroin or does she have a TBI? Like. Yeah. She like it just it just really drives home the point that like Ryan was on heroin for that. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's got his gray gray hair. He, yeah, I mean he is cute with Jade, and that's like one of the things that like you know I'm thinking to myself this could have been so nice, and you it would have been yeah. very nice for Bentley to have like this non stressful. Everyone's getting along. Everybody like, but unfortunately, um, we've got an addict right here and it's just not it's that's just not how it's gonna work out for you guys yeah all right let's talk about farah yeah who is you know the longer i go without watching farah and then i go back to watching her it's so jarring being in her world and trying to follow Mm -hmm. her sentences you kind of forget like how how like she'll like be talking to michael and they'll be talking about something and she will immediately be like and that's why i'll never see her again and it's like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. how do we she'll be like i saw mom earlier and you know what she wanted to take a picture and michael goes well you know i think mom just really wants to help and she goes you know what michael this is why i don't think i'll talk to my family again and you're like what (laughs) like how did how did this escalate so quickly every time she's on screen because she is deeply hurt by her childhood deeply and she keeps trying to make it work and like if anybody should go no contact it's fucking farah for sure i'm just saying her mannerism like her way of speech is so jarring when you haven't been regularly watching but it's at the top but i'm saying like she it's at the top of her at all time it's like right there where where we're all like at the froyo place she is still like at the front of her mind is how much she hates especially she's her mother so but michael's kind of become her like butler so she's okay with that exactly exactly and he lets her talk to her however she wants yeah 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 by the way i i noticed that there's been a lot of talk about like recently about sophia uh-huh. and her piercings i'm like guys that's the least you should be fucking worried about with fucking sophia with some barbells in her fucking yeah so i did read somebody say i don't know that much about piercings even though i have like a few in my ears which by the way i've like lost 
four different earrings in the last like your month and earring a half. journey and i'm like me out. i'm like is my body just rejecting my earrings like yes. when my second hole came out then one of my hoops that i wear in my first hole then my tragus fell out at some point what? like what the fuck why are you be- told me how you get your ears pierced like at a sleepover like 17 times no a i year? just used to like because i wouldn't my ears are so sensitive and they still are and i've learned that i can only wear like 14 karat gold and they have to be very lightweight and I can't change mm-hmm. them out a lot like there's they're very sensitive but I used to just throw in like a heavy ass forever 21 like <laughs> and be like I don't know how my ears hurt so much so I wouldn't wear earrings for a long time and they would close up but I just kept like the piercing studs and I would just like push it through oh when did you get your ears pierced for the first time when I was in second grade and I was brushing my hair they pierced them with um like little gemstones instead of like big round studs yeah, you yeah. know and I was brushing my hair and my earring went into my ear and got stuck and so oh I had to go God. to the doctor and they had to take it out then it closed up and I went and got them got it re-pierced and then one day I came home from the pool and I went to put I was like oh my earring fell out and I went to put an earring in and it had sl- like ripped like oh I <laughs> will never forget being like it didn't hurt there was no blood me just being like huh my earlobe isn't connected oh my god i've had my ears pierced since i was a week old my mom yeah. with her 20 year old self took me down to the piercing pagoda and my receiving blanket oh my god and her the sisters the clairs of my mom's doing nose piercings now i'm like oh that should not be allowed that should not, you know you really should be taking like guys for any kind of piercing you really should go to a, a piercer like yes. a professional that's what but... i did last when i got my cart like i got my double helix and then my second holes and like my holes real like i went to a, a piercer yeah but you know the ones around here are like really weird about taking children i'm like but i'm doing the right thing like turtle wants to get his ears pierced so i'm gonna take him but like gosh i i've had earrings for so long they will not close up because i got them when my skin was brand new so like... yeah <laughs> oh Oh my goodness. Why are we talking about earrings? Oh, um, Sophia and her all her piercings and stuff. And I'm like, Sophia dyeing her, like, what is wrong with you guys? That's nothing. Like dyeing her hair and getting like a couple of piercings. Babe, Ferris taking her to, to Dubai and leaving her in a hotel room. Let's worry about real shit. Not yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, oh gosh. It's so I wonder oh. what Sophia thinks of of uh Deb now. Yeah, I'm curious. And Michael. I don't think she sees them that often. I think she I don't sees think so either. Michael like fairly regularly. And I think she sees Deb a few times a year, which is probably for the best. Well, Deb. And I listen, Michael. But I think it would just I it's interesting that that Farah takes Sophia as she like moves around the world. And when it would make more sense the way she was doing it previously, where she lived with like near Michael and Michael just took her to school or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's very interesting. You know, they live, um, I, when this was all going on, I lived not far from them cause they, they're up in fucking Lakeway, but, uh, which is like, a out right outside of Austin. And so like, um, that Froyo place and the furniture mm-hmm. place, like I could easily go there. Okay. If I when she said, when she was like, I've opened three stores in six months. I was like, I forgot how fucking insane. And one Sophia's and she's going to be the boss and she's going to hire and fire. Yeah. 
And she's going to do the books? <laughs> so stupid. Oh, my God. So fucking stupid. I think... Also, like, her, it's like, just pick one and do it well. You do not need a frozen yogurt, a furniture rental. Wasn't it? It wasn't even a regular furniture store. I think it was furniture staging. I don't know. Um, That Froyo one really throws me off. I mean, I love a Froyo, and I know you like a Froyo as well. And actually, you are the one who taught me how to do Froyo. Because once I got one... That was like twelve dollars, and I was oh, like, "Oh, you and Mr. Curtis go to the same I was like, for uh, I like, and I was kind of broke at that point too, and I had to like pay it because it was already up there. Yes, and he said to me, <laughs> get a quarter of the amount of yogurt that you think you need. Yes, and I've done that every time, and now all my furries are under five dollars. Because what you want is the fucking toppings. Exactly, be real. <laughs> and you're like, you, I, you and I must have been talking about the twelve dollars I spent on Furio and was like shocked. But your fucking thing is already sitting on the scale. So what are you? You can't put it back. Yeah. And I, you were like, no, that ha- that's what Mr. Curtis says. You have to put in <laughs> one quarter of the amount of Furio. And I was like, okay. And then I, the yeah. next time I went, I was like, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> like I would have put in four times this amount. <laughs> like, yeah yeah it's, i had to teach him too i paid 20 dollars for some for i was like i'm just looking at him he's like i don't know why does it cost so much i'm like because you have to pay for all of this this isn't like 31 flavors and he's, but yeah like i that froyo throws me off the furniture thing like what do you have what is your connection to furniture yeah well because she was like real i think it was real estate for staging furniture and she was, she was like a, real i'm a real estate expert Okay, but furniture is like heavy and expensive. And I know we're going to get to Amber and her her business, but Amber's dropship business is how you do it as a reality star. Honestly, if Amber could have like actually put effort into that, it probably could have done okay. It would have been fine. And minimal, like it didn't require a whole bunch of effort. It just meant like a lot of posting, a lot of talking about it. She, it's just, it's a dropship business. It's somebody else's shit. She or she in whatever you fucking say. Yeah, exactly. that's what Farah could have really made that with like lingerie goes with the rest of your brand like oh my god she, there's so like there are so many options that Farah could have done yeah but she decided to open a furniture shop and what was Sophia's also, business like, the kids thing yeah kids three brick and she was paying rent on three <sighs> stores that is insane that's probably ten thousand dollars at least worth of rent well she didn't keep paying her rent remember well yeah i know but still the idea of opening three brick and mortar stores is so crazy yeah i was gonna say who's advising her but then i'm like princess shut up nobody's advising her because even the like the the most incompetent business manager would be like that's a lot of rent yeah <laughs> I'm surprised her. Well, her. I was gonna say maybe her dad should have told her that, but I'm like, mm, he told her that <laughs> she did not care. Her, yeah, yeah. And Michael, so, like, so she- um, <laughs> excuse me, but aren't you the one who went broke in 2008? And am I the one that has paid your bills for the last year, Michael? Yeah. So I'm not really sure why you think that you should be telling me anything, Michael. <laughs> I. Like Michael's, Michael's in hell, right? This is like a, a stage of hell, like that the the kid that you were so like abusive Michael to, in hell. and now is in charge of you, and you just have to listen to them say how stupid you are and do what mm-hmm. they ask you to do. 
Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> so, I, and is, is she paying his bills? I is that what's going on? So I don't know if she's paying all his bills, but I mean, he's like really helping her and with Sophia a lot. So I'm sure she's like paying his rent in exchange for the help. I guess. I just, Which she like, like gets off on. It's so, it's so bad. It's like, a control thing. She Power. loves the control. Oh my God. What we do have, because not that much actually happens in this episode, but yeah. Deb is there to visit. And they sit down to have a conversation because, you know, they'd been going to therapy, a.k.a. they saw Dr. Jen one singular time. I was going to yeah. say, they never saw that. That Guys, the therapist is from when she was on couples therapy on VH1. Uh-huh, uh-huh. She didn't go back and see that woman again. Yeah, no, I think she did. I think they did an episode with Jen coming in to talk to them to do therapy. Okay, so she saw them twice. Yeah, exactly. Um, So Farah is like, well, I need therapy and you need therapy and Michael needs therapy and we all need our own therapy and like it's so funny because actually what Farrah is saying is totally right she's just yeah. so aggressive and mean that like it's not right you know like yeah. the words don't matter because her tone is so awful and Deborah goes well you know I saw the doctors and they said I don't need therapy Shut up. <laughs> and when she said she kept saying the doctors and I'm like does she mean the television show the doctors I she really might. think that's might of what she meant because that was when they were all going on that show. You know what? I think you're right. Yeah. And I also don't think they said she doesn't need therapy. That's another no, thing. Of course, she's lying. of course they did not say that. Are you, of course they, a therapist would be like, sit down. Okay. <laughs> Twice a week. Okay. We're about to bill, baby. You've got even the doctors, they're so bad. But First even all, them would never go like, Deb, you're fine. Don't worry. First of all, it. no therapist or doctor, if you came in, you're like, I think I need therapy. They would never be like, you don't need, th- you don't need it. Like, well, everybody just, can use something. Exactly. Like they might not be like, they might be like, well, you don't really seem to be in crisis. Maybe we can meet a few times and then reassess. Like, they're never going to be like, you just, you don't need this. But of course, no. Deb needs therapy. And like, I don't, I understand Farrah like flipping out at that, but it was sure. just so funny. And also at the same time, like, it's so interesting. Farrah's like aggressive, insane, out of control thing is such, it's obviously developed in contrast to her mom's like super calm thing where she's being really calm but very mean and saying that like you're the problem and I don't need therapy and the doctor told me I'm perfectly fine like I can see exactly why Farrah goes to that level immediately because she's doing it as a response to Deb like not going to that level but saying things at that level speaking of being very calm when we see flashbacks of Amber trying to like slap Farrah Farrah I want what the fuck she was on because she was just like hmm and she like never I I think Farrah does you you always say well I feel like this is obvious if anybody's been watching what's going on with Farrah is a cocktail of drugs and mental illness right yes it's it's not one thing it's like six things okay and but I want to I would love to know what Farrah is on like what she takes because she can go from so reactive right you say something to her and she's on it and she's there and all these all this word salad and she although she sounds pretty good in this episode to she is not even in the same world as you were in yeah yeah exactly oh she's so 
she it's just jarring i feel like that's the only word that i can use when i have not watched fair in a while it's just jarring to be like oh my god like yeah because in your head you're like she's not really that bad right you're you you think you made it up a while ago yeah but no 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 No, and she's gotten even worse in like current Uh Mm uh-huh she's gotten even worse like i saw a picture of her she looks so frazzled she fairy used to be so beautiful so crazy oh i I worry so much for sophia you know that she has a hundred percent unmonitored internet access and has for many many years and probably has a 42 year old boyfriend (laughs) no she's got that boyfriend that's like i know but online she probably is a 42 year old boyfriend Um, yeah because that's what 13 year old girls do on the internet which is why we don't let 13 year old girls have unmonitored internet access why anybody in 2023 does not understand that you have to monitor a child's internet access like you can't even give an Um, eight-year-old are you are you questioning my parenting because i don't know what (laughs) you think you're doing but my daughter sophia is a really smart okay and maybe you need to just mind your own (laughs) business because me and my daughter we're happy okay okay maybe you think there are creeps but we don't think of creeps okay you fucking creep are you a creep she needs the internet to access her tax records because she's doing business every day. <laughs> well, yeah, I like, are you guys, a business owner because Sophia <laughs> Laurent is a business owner. I guys, if you even if you give a six year old your phone, they should not have unfettered internet access. Guys, don't do it. No, um, I don't. Even I like saw my something... nieces are like standing over my shoulder now that they can read. I'm like, don't look at my fucking phone. <laughs> like, it's too much. I no, saw I'm this... always like, I suddenly will like feel little head, <laughs> and I'll look over and they're reading my stuff. I'm like, okay, first of all, that's rude. Like, I didn't invite you to read over my shoulder. This is my private stuff. But also, like. No, you get. I'm not. I am looking at adult things. You can't read this. Yeah, I saw this video where they were they did like they were making like um, Instagram profiles, and they would say, "I'm 11," and within like minutes, people will be in their inbox, be like, "Hi, I'm 11 too. Do you like do you take oh, pictures no. sometimes?" Like within like the, the the account was like 15 minutes old. Like yeah, the, like it. there was a filter on it, and so. You guys, you, you really just can't do Honestly, that. a lot of adults shouldn't have unfettered internet access because they don't have any <laughs> media literacy and they're fucking stupid. Yeah. And they like see all this stuff and they think it's true. And somebody needs to be like, that's not true. Guys, my husband is going to be 45 years old this year. And I just found out he paid someone $160 who knocked on our door to clean our gutters. We don't have gutters. Oh, no. What gutters? Our roof, where where we don't have, we live in this well, desert. You, ha- you do say that is his thing, right? Anybody who comes to that door, like, how many Omaha steaks has that man bought in his life? Oh my god, <laughs> they were good, but I was just like, does why are we buying meat out of a truck? Does he have <laughs> Cutco knives? Like anybody who comes I, to the house, I, I just bought a new no soliciting sign. I was like, this, I, I need a new one. <laughs> He's gonna no soliciting. <laughs> somebody really gullible lives here. Yeah. it's actually I, you're taking advantage of someone if you do this okay you're a bad person i like i'm now and you know i don't always answer my ring doorbell but because my husband's here but now i'm gonna answer I'm like no get away from my door get away from my door <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like media list literacy is like necessary and like i have an almost 13 year old who i'm trying to teach about step by step about you know about what we see online, how we can tell like signs of things that we are fishy. Like I'm trying to do my best with him, but like, 
like we have to monitor things guys and sophia has probably unmonitored internet access sophia probably looks at porn all the time i mean the ones her mom makes probably well she like films her mom she's the filmer she's probably alone a lot and i mean we know we know for a fact that she's alone a lot and like dubai for her imagine so this is terrible but imagine if derek's parents had raised her you think she'd be better better is a hard term right like i don't i don't know if i would say better but do i think she would have a more normal childhood with less access to harmful things yes yeah like and also farah probably does not like lock up her pills oh god what is sophia i was thinking my mom's pills are 13 of course because you're all up in your parents shit Oh, at all just, times because i was left alone like i would just like walk around my house looking through things yeah you know how much porn i like watch in other people's houses mm-hmm. like how many naked pictures of someone's mom i've seen for when i was like 13 and we'd just be like what's in your mom's room <laughs> like the i i just don't understand why people don't i don't know maybe not everybody was a latchkey cake like like i was so i just did whatever yeah, Sophia's a latchkey kid, even though latchkey kids don't exist in the same way they did when we were young, but Sophia does. Well, Sophia's a latchkey, a latch apartment kid. She's got her own apartment. Like, she's there by I'm herself. Oh my God. I bet the neighbors are like, yeah, I thought that kid lived by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, wait, remember that? This is, it's not funny, but remember that story of that girl that the family adopted and then was like, she's an adult. And they just like, <sighs> dropped yes. her off and had rented yes. her own apartment yes. yes and i'm convinced she was a child and here's why uh, me, me too because From... three things that they said were just like sh- like bullshit. yeah it was just like stuff kids say all kinds of fucking things like what are you talking about well, one she had been taken from like a russian orphanage like yeah no wonder she had some issues adjusting they said that she had her period too early and was like too developed what's too early yeah, we also know that trauma like induces early puberty. They said her bone density scan came back like a certain age, but that's bullshit. It's like junk science. And yeah, she would say stuff where there were like a 10-year-old couldn't say that. And but my it, guess would be that she was probably three to four years older than the orphanage. Because that happens all the time. She was because that's mm-hmm. what they do. They lie. She was not this was not a situation like that girl on law and order svu who <laughs> you know exactly what i'm talking about right that she's from downtown like, yeah well, that's based on a true story <laughs> exactly like she was not that she was probably 14 instead of 10 or 13 instead of 10 and then they just rented that little girl an apartment and we're like ttyl i but my thing is even if she was 18 does that now mean that you're yeah, no longer her parents yeah what the fuck so now you so, so obviously she needs to live with someone because something's going on. She's 18, she needs she needs guardians. We don't just drop people off on the side of the road when they turn 18. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like this is crazy. But yeah, like that. That's probably that's what people think's going on with Sophia. They're like, that's her apartment. She lives there alone. And but I mean, I know it's not funny because I think Sophia is probably the least cared for child on this franchise, right? Can't think of another one. Yeah, for sure. Not uh, even I Jace. Mean- I mean, listen. yeah, no, definitely not. She, Jace has it. I mean, I mean, like, let's write a book about Jace's problems, but there are adults supervising Jace. Yeah, just not well, but they're there. Yeah. And, but like, I think Sophie is the least supervised, the least cared for. Um, 
And that is incredibly sad. And also, how has Sophia normalized what Farah sounds like? And like, it's yeah. just you. When you guys are there, it's just you and her. And she's walking around the house like word salad. Things are getting weird. And it's just you. You normalize yeah. that type of shit. And like, yeah, who fucking knows? Um, in about 10 years, we'll all be like, I think we got another 10 years before we really see how what happens next with these kids. Yeah. And it will be interesting. Oh, did you see? Well, of course you saw it because Fair- Kara tagged you in it. Uh, the picture of Gracie and um, yeah, Aliyah. Well, Aliyah and uh, Aliana. Uh-huh. And I thought it was a picture from the set of Stranger Things. I thought it was... I thought it was historical. Like I thought they were in cost. I I thought they were extras. I was like, this did not occur in 2023. What are they wearing? They look. <laughs> but you know what? They got more supervision than than fucking Sophia does. So yeah, yeah. They. I mean, they have a nice life. I actually I like. You know, all things considered look I always say like Leah needs to wait a minute on being like I broke all of the cycles because yeah. these girls are not in high school yet but simply not being raised in poverty I think has been so substantially different for those girls than Leah's lives their dad's a big part of their lives and you know what Leah's dad was um yeah. they and grandpa Jeff is there like they have so many people that love them and that's like a far cry from what Leah had so yeah. Oh, gosh. So sad. All right. Amber, should we talk about Amber? Yep. Okay. So Amber is opening her online boutique. This made me laugh so hard because I forgot about this. Forever Hote. And Leah goes, because she's like talking to Leah about it. And Leah goes, what is Hote? Amber goes, Hote means high fashion. It's like French, I think. And then she goes, the slogan is be classy, be sexy, be hope. And then she says, we're going to branch out in the kids' clothes. I'm like, is the is slogan still going to be be sexy? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's not okay. Um, I, it's very, it's, it's whatever. It's what you expect from Amber, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's still a better business plan than what Farrah had going on. So, so I'm like, this after this is after I'd spent so much time with Farrah in these fucking money pits that I was like, yeah, go ahead and do that, Amber. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh my God. Matt is really like at the top of his madness in this. Oh, there is. Yeah. Okay, wait. First of all, there's, I forgot about Amber's neighbors. That Me couple. too. <laughs> Me too. These random black people that like this 55 year old black couple. <laughs> they, it's like, guys there is no reason amber should know these people no besides a wave no, no reason and, and they just like, sit there very quietly listening to her say wild stuff and they're like uh-huh. wild oh. you know they get home well i mean mtv probably pays them like a couple well, thousand MTV? dollars for each yeah. episode they're on amber's probably like look they want me to film with someone like you guys want to do this like they'll pay you a little bit of money and they're like yeah sure and then they come over and they hear amber going like well, you know, Gary won't let me see her. And they're like, wow, yeah. But wait, before we get there, so they're talking about to the old man how this is going to be like 
for plus size and petite. And Amber yeah. goes, I've been a size zero. I've been a size three. I've been a size 11. And Leah goes a size 12. And she goes, I've never been a size 12. I'm like, so, okay, first of all, Amber in this scene is bigger than a size 12. Yes. And also she's, she's talking about what Mrs. What are they called? Yeah. Teen sizes. Teen I have sizes. not used adult women. Don't use odd sizes. Yeah. When she was like a three and an 11, I'm like, yeah, you were a three when you went to five, seven, nine, like back in high school and wet seal. <laughs> like you're not a th- like, and you're not an 11 now. And I, I say that as somebody that's a 14, Amber's probably a 14, 16 in this yeah. season. And so, and like the way she says it to Leah, she's like, I've never been a size 12. And it's like, yeah. was that necessary? Yeah. And especially after you've just been sitting here touting your plus size inclusiveness. <laughs> Yeah, and guys, yeah. teen sizes—the odd sizes—are cut differently. They're not made for women's bodies. You know how kids—they're up and down. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so yeah. you couldn't. So even if you were supposed to be in a ten in women's, an eleven isn't gonna look right on you. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, Amber, she's so nuts. Okay, so. Matt and Amber are like, we're flipping houses. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And Amber is really leaning hard into her, like, I can't get pain pills because of my addiction. And she had her mommy makeover last season. And now she's having this bad pain. And Matt is like, we can't have her getting like the way that Matt talks is just so wild. I don't know. He's our bodyguard. Yes. So like she's in super bad pain. They basically pull over to the side of the road and like the producer comes up because they're driving and she's like, I have to go home. Like, I, I feel like I'm going to throw up. I feel awful. I'm in so much pain. And they're like, well, why don't the producer goes, we just drove past that like family dental place. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, first of all, you can't just pop into any dentist you want to go yeah. to. Like, dentists are like really hard to like uh, schedule, to be honest, they're far they're out. Hard. And she was like well no they're just gonna pull it i don't want to go there and matt's like and everywhere else just wants to hop her up on pain pills and we can't do that we can't have that and i'm like what is we listen his full-time job is being amber's boyfriend and you know that and i know that so when he says we he talking about the company okay so that is true he is vice president and ceo Amber Incorporated. Yeah. Well, I guess Amber CEO. He's COO. He's vice president. He's 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 HR. Oh, he's he's definitely HR. But like definitely HR. What's really funny is because don't isn't Amber not sober at this point? Isn't she still using pills? Is that or is that or no? No, she's drinking at this point. And I don't I think she's I don't know if it ever came out that she was using pills here. I don't think so. She doesn't really seem to be acting like she is. Mm. Um, but she's not like sober. How about when she opened her mouth and showed the producer her her tooth? Was that necessary? (laughs) (laughs) Even if your teeth are like not fucked up, please don't open your mouth and make me look into (laughs) it's so it's so gross. Oh gosh. Um, so we get the scene of once again the neighbors are over and mm-hmm. Matt and Amber are talking to them and Leah or Amber's like, you know, I just want to build something for Leah, but like she needs to work hard. I'm not just gonna hand this to her. And I'm like, 
you're not going to be handing her anything, but okay. Okay. Sure. And Matt starts going, well, you know, Leah thinks that women can't be bosses. Oh my God. And Amber goes, yeah, she'll like say stuff. And he's like, she'll say that women can't be in charge and that men have to be the bosses. And (laughs) I think we know where she's getting that from. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. I, Listen, I, I don't think Gary's like that progressive, right? I I I wouldn't want to hear Gary talk about politics, all right? But I also I feel like they made that up or they exaggerated something because Leah, Leah probably said some dumb shit because she's eight years old. Yeah, but like like one time, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like one time, I don't think Gary speaks that. Like, I, look, do I think Gary's like some progressive? No, but do I think that Gary like is sitting there and he's like, women can't be bosses? I don't think he does that. I don't think Gary thinks about the world that way. No. And even if he says like, I'm the boss of this family, I don't think, I I just, I don't know. I can't see him like sitting down with Liam being like, you know, you'll never be a boss, right? I I just don't see that. And I don't think Christina says anything. So. No. And I was going to say, like, I think Christina runs their home. I mean, she's very good at making Gary think that he's running their home. Yeah. Which there's a scene of them talking about, like, if Gary's going to let Amber have more time. And Christina's, like, asking him these questions. And I'm like, she controls everything. Yeah. Yeah, she tops from the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> she really does. And it's so- mostly because he's incompetent. And so she's just like, mm-hmm. And yeah. she moves things around and he often thinks things are his ideas. Like if she doesn't want something there, she just gets rid of it and never talks about it again. And he thinks he lost it. Yes, absolutely. Uh, So the big thing, of course, still is that Gary won't let Amber have Leah during the week. And his reasons are pretty valid. He's like, look, I don't trust that Amber thinks of school and not like in a, it's before we started recording this you and i were talking about like making kids do homework but he's like i just don't think amber thinks about homework and i was like i believe that she doesn't even she'd be like what are you doing that paper where'd you get that from what you have to do something after you come home school's over she can't (laughs) they don't trust that she'll get leah to school they don't trust that she'll pick leah up on time yeah and Um... i don't really blame them also, like when they're that age, guys, do you know that when they come home, you have to go through their backpack because they'll be like in a very important paper about where they're supposed to be next Wednesday, yeah, and they will not give it to you. That for <laughs> so sure. you go through their backpack every fucking day to get papers and things like that, and find out what the homework is. This is like this is one of your most involved in and that sort of stuff. And I don't think like I think Amber wouldn't even notice if she didn't have her backpack with her. No, no. The backpack wouldn't leave Amber's house. She would drive all the way to Gary's like 45 minutes away. And then they would realize she didn't have her backpack. Yeah. Which like is a thing that happens to most parents, but it would happen regularly to Amber. And I've also been trustworthy. She's not. No, she's not. I've also been looking at some stuff about like uh, just studies on like kids who live in multiple homes. And like when you have 50-50 and you, you like really have 50 50 like the kid is at this house one week and another house next week it is very fucking hard because your shit's not where it's supposed to be and yeah. like every school night isn't the same and so you're it's it's hard to adjust not i mean obviously you want to see your parents but it's really hard to adjust when your life is so different day to day yeah yeah 
oh poor leah and ugh, amber's like so upset because she's there's like something at leah's school that amber's gonna drive her to but then gary is like i'll just come pick her up and amber's like crying to the neighbors about it and they're like yeah well okay. what she wants to do because she's supposed to bring him her back now what she wants to do is keep her overnight and take her to school and uh, he's I like i couldn't figure out exactly what they were fighting about. yeah and and matt's like just text christina and amber is right like christina's not who i get permission i can't yeah. like legally get permission yeah. from christina i'd be like you know in contempt or whatever if christina said yes and i just kept her and so and because it's becoming such a thing gary's like i'll just come here because they're like no it's late we don't want to drive you know so he's like i'll just come here i'll be there yeah Ugh. he also blames amber kind of for like him not going to school he's okay, in nursing was school crazy. like cna that was crazy he goes well you know when Amber started coming around, I dropped out of school. And look, it's not her fault, but then why'd you bring like, it up? Why did you bring it up? <laughs> also, you were a grown man when Amber yeah. started coming around, babe. Amber was 15 and you were 19 or some shit like that. Like Yeah, and you were in CNA school. Like you were out of high school. Yeah. Yeah. He had a lot of nerve saying that. And that like it, those are the things in which I like really understand. I don't want to say gaslighting because it's not gaslighting, but like how infuriating it can be to be amber when everyone's like gary's such a great guy but then you watch a scene and he basically says that you're the reason that he dropped out of school and it's like that's so unfair and i know i would be infuriated if like those those little snide remarks that a lot of people don't pick up on myself included sometimes right like yeah yeah because we're because we don't know them in real life and but amber hears that and I would be so fucking mad if I was her and I heard that. I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, why do you need to say that? And that's Gary's thing. He's always including some little tidbit that doesn't need to be included that makes it a little aggressive, but he says it in a nice voice. Then he goes, oh, I don't mean it like and that. And he's fat. So people think of him as jolly. Yeah. That's the truth. Like a yeah. big guy like that, people always are like, oh, he's just joking. Yeah, I think you're right. But what I'd say to him is like, and I'm the reason you didn't have to go back, huh? right because well, yeah, i get to be on the show and be crazy <laughs> i think she has said that <laughs> which i don't think is necessarily absolutely true right but it is a little true and it's a and little so- true but they met amber through her brother who was going to be on that engaged underage show but like show you have you to imagine gary was a huge part of what drew them to amber yes because gary listen gary's uh, yeah and and like i just said when I met you, I want the whole world, right? And yeah. so I, I'm fine with Gary staying on the show for as long as, and listen, Gary has to show up to record. Like a lot of people don't show up to film, Ryan. A lot of people don't yeah. like- Gary, Gary goes, what time y'all need me there? Okay, yeah, and he's, I'll see you then. You want to come over? Yeah, he's nice. He lets you come in and use his toilet, Farah. He's, he's, he comes <laughs> oh, he in, he's probably no fucking trouble at all. The farm, you know, he has like a- for each of the producers, he's like, here are these homegrown tomatoes. Because, you know, they, yes. like if you have a farm, you have 9 million tomatoes at all time. You can't <laughs> give them away. So I bet he makes little baskets for... I bet Gary's incredibly easy to work with. Yeah, I bet Christina cooks for them. Oh, for sure. And they just go and they hang out and they hit all of the scenes. They don't refuse to talk about anything. Yeah, he'll so, talk know, about whatever. He'll he'll be like, what are we talking about? I'll be like, yeah, no. Amber maybe drop out of school. <laughs> I guarantee you the scene that we have where Christina's asking him the questions about like, well, what does Amber need to do to get your trust? They probably all sat down. They go, okay, what do you want us to talk about? 
Mm-hmm. And they said, Christina, could you ask him about like where the custody schedule is with Amber right now and what he what Amber needs to do? And she goes, Yeah, okay. And then they filmed that scene and producers go, Okay, great. We're done here. Like Yeah. He's like, You guys want to stay? I'm barbecuing. Yeah, like as a, it's as opposed so, to Amber, who they show up and she's like, I'm not <laughs> My tooth is falling out. <laughs> and they're like, Hey Amby. Like then uh, what's her face? Heather's yeah. like, Aunt knocking on the door. Amby. Andy, can we come in? No! Like, <laughs> she's holding a machete behind the door, <laughs> screaming that you're not allowed to come in their house. Like, yeah. And I think that accounts for something. I feel like that way. I feel like Macy's probably that way. Well, Macy's like, I'll come with time. And then she's it's, there. It's why no the Kardashians have been successful for so long because they, yeah, like, everybody always says, like, they're super nice. They show up on time to things. They're really easy to work with. Like yeah. they, like people like working with them. And that's why Gary gets so many fucking scenes always because he's never not letting somebody film. He's like, yeah, you want to come to the kid's school? Sure. Hop in the car. And Chris Kardashian sends baskets. She knows what exactly. a thank you note is. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's, it's the same thing. Yeah. And so like, I, although I am fine with Amber or any of the women being like, you are on this show because I am on this show. That's fine. But I, but you got to show up and work and you got to find people to film with and you are in charge of what you say on camera. So what our impression of you is partially up to what you're saying. And Gary does the work. I don't think, I don't think he's great. I think Christina does all the stuff in the house. I think Christina is, is the primary parent there. And I think she is raising Leah, but it's different because that's her stepmom and that's a consistent person in her life as opposed to, I just remember, remember when Amber met that dude at the Walmart and he was changing Leah's diaper that evening? Of course. Like, that's- Gary got incredibly lucky with Oh, so lucky. He got so lucky with Christina. Just kind of like how I think Chelsea got lucky with Cole. Right, it just happened that you found, but we're lucky that he found someone and he's not filming with his mom, well, Gary is, because his mom, which we find out in being Gary, is, uh, you that know, such a we don't know what's going to happen. Remember when they were just like, oh yeah, my mom has slept with like 1 million guys and also she like doesn't ever want to see us over kids. And you're like, yeah. what? And we, I don't know who my dad is. And she I think it's this Latino it. guy, right? No, his dad is Michael Jackson, remember? Or his Michael brother, Jackson. His brother is Michael Jackson. One of them is Michael Jackson. Yeah, but that that was like, like we all were like, wait a second. But so Gary's lucky he hasn't been filming with that lady yeah. for 10 years because we would have a different impression of Gary. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. And Christina really wants Gary to come across well and really like gives him every opportunity to do so. Yeah, you know, so... um. Amber's like distraught that and she says that he I don't know she takes it very personally yeah which I I mean I guess you would I, I think I'd take it personally if I couldn't be with my kids but also Amber Leah's gotta go to school and that's just how it is yeah and also I guess we feel less um I feel less bad for Amber knowing that she doesn't usually take her parenting time too so that's the other thing it's I felt the same way you know when she's hysterical about James being able to move to California it's like well I saw that court document where you missed 12 visits or some insane number 
And the reasons you gave were like bad weather because it was raining. Yeah. You know, I do understand she has a mental illness. Um, I know she has all kinds of things going on. And yeah, I have you know, of- I always say, like, I feel incredibly sad for Amber. I cannot imagine what it's yeah. like to be Amber. Her life is no. sad. No, Even but if she's Am- a bad person, like, her life is miserable. But she did get the winning lottery ticket. She gets a job where all they have to do is come to your house and film you. And sometimes you go to New York and yell at people. And, yeah. and she really she online shops as much as she wants. She yeah. drives luxury cars. Yeah. So, and all you have to do, as far as your kids are concerned, as far as I'm concerned, I know other people aren't as lax, but I feel like a non-custodial parent just needs to pay their child support and show up when they say they're supposed to show up. And I call that adequate. That's fine. Yeah. And she can't even do that. And, and as we were just talking about this, cause I was like, I am starting to self-diagnose myself with stuff, but I actually don't need a diagnosis. Cause what the fuck does that change? And, but like, we all have shit. And it's not our fault, but it is our responsibility to handle our stuff and to like, mm-hmm. if we cannot, to seek help and to do our best and to, you know, just knowing you have um, mental health issues and yelling them at us instead of like, what are you doing about it? Yeah. It's not, you know. So yeah. as far as Amber's concerned, I have a lot of empathy, but I also know that there are ways in which she could show up better for her children that she just isn't and isn't interested in and getting it done very very true all right should we talk about kate and ty yeah let's talk about them okay so where they are right now is caitlin is home from treatment butch is back in jail and tyler is breaking down tyler's a codependent (laughs) he not he has codependent tendencies he is full-on like he hits every benchmark and that means that basically he gets like he takes he gets intense like validation and love from managing the emotions of others that's like a simple Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. but what he does is he purposely sets his life up so that he cares for others instead of himself he is responsible for other people's emotions and that works out because you get to be the hero and you get to you get to do all those things but every now and then it gets really fucking bad for you because it is impossible to live your life through someone else's emotions. And he's got Kate, he's got Butch and he's got Carly and those three people and what is going on with them, all three of those people, what's going on with them is completely out of his control. And he spends all his life trying to control these these situations codependents are controllers right yeah and control is an illusion and so eventually you have to you 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 know you fall apart and then maybe you get yourself back up together but the fall apart's gonna happen again and what we're looking at right now is tyler falling apart yeah for sure and he seems he looks awful yeah he looks awful he and looks puffy <sighs> like he's been crying a lot you know Kate is also probably like the worst partner for a codependent in that she she needs him to be taking care of her but then as soon as he is like I need help I need somebody to take care of me she immediately internalizes it and is like so you're saying I did this yeah but I mean she's the worst partner but he chose her on purpose like yeah for sure that is what she chose he wanted that 
and she just like because he's like well i'm just tired from taking care of you and she's like what kate hears is you're a piece of shit you're a bad mother you're a bad wife i'm this way because of you and also he's not tired from taking care of her i mean care you know caregiver fatigue is a thing but he is tired from walking around like trying to control what happens with her even whether she asks for it or not he does it um yeah because he's the good one right he's not exactly and he gets off on that validation from other people and he also like isn't honest with her because they have this conversation after he goes and sees kathleen the therapist who looks like matt in a wig um and he's like well you know like i am so depressed i feel the same way i did when i was a teen and tried to kill myself and kate's like yeah like you feel what and he goes yeah i feel no joy and she's like what (laughs) like i feel for her in this moment because he's like well i put on a face and kate's like yeah because we saw him laughing in the episode what the fuck am i supposed to do like i really felt for kate there in that he really sprung this on her which fine fair enough right like he has mental health issues too he's not perfect like we all do shit like this but like she seems genuinely surprised and he's like well i put on a good face and it's like well and she even goes well what can i do for you like what do you need me to do as your partner and he's like nothing and it's like well that's it's like he's so classic and i know this because i like i I recognize myself in it right Mm -hmm. um and also he he wants to he's attracted to chaos because Mm -hmm. it feels like home to him because that's what he was that's that's what he's used to yeah. so even if he had the opportunity that's that's the thing that bothers me and that's probably why I, I don't like Tyler as much as I don't like him but the thing is even if he had the opportunity because he has to get away from Kate to get away from Butch to uh appropriately handle uh his relationship with Carly even if he had the choice he would not yeah. because this feels like home you want to be where it is you make choices, even subconsciously, to put yourself back in these bad spots because you're like, that's where I'm supposed to be at. Yeah. I will and say therapy watching, would help him. Watching this, I was like, Kate and Tyler are doing a lot better today. Oh, like, so much better. Like it really is a reminder of how much better they're doing. But I was really getting like big inner child stuff in this conversation with Kate, where he you can t- he's it, this is truly a a child thing where it's like Mm -hmm. i want you mommy to recognize that i'm hurt without me having to tell you and i want you to rock me like a little baby and -hmm. tell me everything's gonna be okay because i'm a child and i can't express this and when you are a child and you have secure parents right you have a secure attachment with your parents they see that you're like not acting so right and so they're like you want to cuddle honey and they bring you into their arms and they cuddle you and they go, what's wrong, baby? And you go, I don't know. And they just hold you and they cuddle you because they can tell something is off. And I don't think Tyler ever really had that. I mean, I think Kim probably did her best would be my guess. Kim but- is a fine parent, but I think Kim emotionally is not. I think I think because of Butch is mm-hmm. such a bad parent. Mm-hmm. We if like Butch wasn't there. We'd be talking about the emotional ways in which tyler was like a baby yeah i think i mean we know that kim was not physically around a lot because she was always working which led to tyler being abused and i mean a lot of bad a bad bad stuff happened to tyler and it is very much you know when you're like with a six-year-old and you can tell they're upset but they're like not willing to talk and then you cuddle them and they're crying and yeah they just need 
some love, right? And I think he's that's not. really what Tyler wants, but he's an adult. So no, people don't treat you that way when you're an adult, you know? No, and You have to ask for what you need. Yeah, and he needs some, and I do think he is working on the inner child stuff now, and I think it is genuinely helping. Yeah. And that to me was like such an inner child conversation where he's like, well, I just, you know, I, I fake it and you won't know, but I feel exhausted and just, mm -hmm. he doesn't even know what he wants. Yeah. I also think, okay, so I think having Nova really rock their world. Yes. Two reasons. Like, first of all, although they're heralded as, you know, such, you made such a good choice. I also think there's an underbelly of people talking to them being like, you gave your kid away oh, and you did this and you did that. hundred percent. And people and online being like, well, one day she's going to come back to you. You just like, or remember shit. the, when they, cause I always talk about like the fact that they were 16 when they made this adoption decision, which is a horrendous thing to have to do mm -hmm. but also what was the alternative if we made it so that adults had to give a teen parent the right to place their child for adoption that would be abused left and right and also we want april and butch making these decisions no 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 they no, weren't no. gonna let them give the baby up for adoption right but everyone around them including kim to a certain extent was like you don't really want to do this right mm -hmm. and so for them to then get this golden ticket where this like what is this catch 22 where we got chosen for this show because we had a different story than everyone else's but this show gave us money so that we wouldn't have had to do that mm -hmm. and so I, I that's terrible to live with and also people will say anything to you when you're on a tv show so they they have this baby nova they're like we're gonna get the chance to be parents we're gonna do everything this right this is gonna solve we... everything every negative yes. emotion i've ever had about carly is going to be fixed and i that's why kate got such severe postpartum depression absolutely and it hit her she's like i'm not a teen anymore i i'm i have all i can do this and it hit her like no fucking having a baby super hard no matter what age they're you also are. still really young <laughs> they're so fucking young but they're they feel like, like they're 20... grown grown yeah they're like 24 in this episode like they're in their early or mid twenties here. They're not 30 somethings. And, but everyone's like, oh my God, you waited and had a baby at the right time. But like, if yes, we didn't know is. they had the 16 year old, the baby when they were 16 that we gave up for adoption, we'd be like, they're really young parents. Yeah. But here's the thing. They think they have money. They think they have resources. They think that they are better um, mental spaces. Mm -hmm. And that baby came and was like, eh -eh. no, you aren't like, like having a baby's hard. And also they have not parented Carly, right? Because they chose Brandon and T Brandon and Teresa to be her parents. So mm -hmm. they they've had experiences with her, but they haven't had a daily parental relationship. Even though they have to go on TV and talk about this thing that happened over and over again, and a person Carly who they they know, but not like not like they know Nova. And yeah. so they yeah. have felt like parents, but when you actually start to parent, what happens is that your inner child and guys, I hate to be like using these woo woo terms, but your inner child will punch you in the fucking face because you're dealing with a, a child. You're looking back at your own childhood, taking what you like, realizing things that you're realizing a lot of stuff that maybe put away and it will fuck you I saw when somebody made a TikTok or something and it was like, you know, people used to tell me that 
when I was a mom, I would understand how hard it was for my mom. But now that I'm a mom, I actually feel sadder because I think, how could you ever treat a baby the way you treated me? Because I could never treat my child this way because I love her so much. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Because everyone's like, like, you'll get it. You'll get it. You'll understand. You'll be more empathetic towards her. And it's like, actually, I hate her more now. Yeah. Certain things that happen to you that you just were like, yeah, that's what happens. You're like, why would that have happened now? That's happened to me. I have a great relationship with my parents. And I'm I'm fortunate that I'm allowed to talk to them. And they are so open to being like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that was fucked up, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. what, what can we do about that? Like, they're they're like proactive with me because they were such young parents and like also going through addiction and things like that. So they're in such a great place. They're like, yeah, I would never do that. That was really wrong. I'm so sorry. Like, but I'm still every stage my kids get through. I'm like, oh, when I was 12, I was grown. I was like an adult. I live by myself sometimes. And my 12 year old could never live. Like, so that's what's going on with Tyler. I think, I think parenting nova watching this little baby who looks like steve buscemi and you can't tell me anything else that she parenting her and and seeing things happen and and like trying to figure out what you want to do and like also that inner child's talking to you is really fucking with tyler on top of on top of so he's experiencing being a father for the first time right butch had been doing very well and Mm. then butch had relapsed and is back in jail at this point and remember he's in charge of butch right right he yeah he's butch is his charge for sure yeah and so on top of looking don't forget amber (laughs) looking at this little baby and being like how did my dad not love me the way that i love this baby it's it's already hard enough to project that to baby right Mm -hmm. to your baby but then it's also happening in real time still yep still and butch doesn't in real time well i don't want to say he doesn't love you He's but he's not showing a, up for you or Nova right yeah, now. He's dealing with adult Tyler and baby Tyler. That's hard. It's fucking hard. And so that's why I have a lot of grace for him right now. And he doesn't have, like, I'm fortunate in that, like, I'm, I can articulate a lot of things about myself. Like, I can, mm-hmm. I can be like, oh, that's what's happening here. Doesn't mean I can fix it, but I can articulate and I can see it and I can try. And yeah. Tyler, Tyler's experience with therapy is patchy. It's often on TV. <laughs> uh-huh. So like, as you know, our queen Ayala would say, I don't know that Tyler has done the work, beloved. And so he's still- I would love to see them on Ayala. You would cuddle them so fucking hard. <laughs> I could, oh my God. Okay. If you guys don't listen to Princess's podcast, we recently did an episode of Ayala Fix Your Life in which at mm-hmm. one point Ayala has the husband- um, laying in her lap <laughs> on the ground as she cradles him in a way that she looks like she's about to kiss him, but also breastfeed him at the same time. It's truly one Deeply of the most bizarre scenes of television I've ever seen. And you know she would do that to Tyler, and Tyler would just cry, 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 and she would just hug, 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 and go, "I love you, baby. I love you. I'm not going to be the only person who told you that I love you today." Like, yep. oh my god, so- she would Tyler up she would love that yeah like we don't talk about this because it's just not there's not enough room to talk about this but tyler has mom issues too kim is a proficient mom but she is not an affectionate mom no like she definitely you definitely got fed but if you fell she'd be like stop crying we don't have time for like i don't think yeah i don't think she had the space to have time like emotional physical bandwidth to how could she she's like 
bone tired from working to feed these children yeah. and like she needs childcare. Her husband and ex-husband is in and out of fucking jail. Also, he's abusive. He beat yeah. her. Like yeah. all shits kinds of shit's going on. And then your oldest, is Amber older than Tyler or younger? Yeah, Amber's older. She's getting in the drugs very early and yeah. continues. And then at to... one point, your 11-year-old son tries to kill himself. Yeah. And then five years later, he's living with this other chick who's just as fucked up. And they, she's at your house. You got to take oh, care of her. Oh, and by the way, too. your abusive oh, ex-husband married her mommy. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying, I don't, I don't, guys, please don't take this as me being like, Kim's a horrible person. I'm saying that Tyler has all kinds of unmet needs from childhood that he still, like, he's brought into adulthood. Mm-hmm. And so this is why, and, and people always like, he should get away from Kate. She's bringing him down. He doesn't want to get away from Kate. He's no, still then he'd the have table. to, like, he would have to be her. looking at himself, first of all. Second of all, like, he, there's no, there's not a lot of space in their relationship for Tyler's issues because no. of the dynamic they've established that Tyler established where Kate is the broken one and Tyler is the strong one. And he's done that on purpose, but this is what happens. Cause he's not actually, I don't want to say he's not strong. That's not a fair thing to say, yeah. but he has a lot, I think, cause he is pretty sure Kate and Tyler are incredibly fucking resilient. If you want to look up resiliency is like a really big concept. If you guys don't know in like social work and trauma like the idea of resiliency especially like strength-based social work resiliency is like the end-all be-all right it's like the most important thing caitlin and tyler are so fucking resilient like it like when you go through their lives and what they have come through it is actually incredible and so i don't want to say that either of them aren't strong because i actually think they are quite strong and they are quite quite resilient all things considered but there Tyler is the one that has to be the face the brave face right and like he has to be the one that has it all together and Kate is the one that's like not well and that he's walking on eggshells around and so there's not there's not space but I he like you said he does that on purpose he's the caretaker here she's got it worse in every way than he does and he also has built his brand as a public good husband boyfriend Mm-hmm. that's his whole brand and like so he can't even really leave kate not really not if he like no remember when they did I mean, the separation but kate was pregnant like yeah but i'm just saying they like still spent like every day together i don't know they, ugh, listen i i i, I want they, that i want kate to leave him i want kate to leave him but if carly did not happen they would never be together they just no, of course not. they wouldn't be on this show where people being like uh, because most again. people are not with the girlfriend they were with when they were 13 <laughs> absolutely um but i think i agree with you they're doing so much better i'm i'm like so happy for them and so far they've come i think a couple of things contribute to that i think they got older that's and they did get some kind of therapy and help and mental and mental health help. But I mean, Tyler's still over here talking about free radicals are the problem, but whatever. <laughs> and, but I also think that in terms of the Carly situation, parenting um, Nova and the other ones um, has really helped them solidify what their role is. By the way, their names are Veda and uh, Raya. Yeah. And so like... <laughs> the other ones uh-huh the other one i i do not keep up with how many fucking kids are at that house but like doing that has really helped them solidify their role like like you know guys i have a, i have kids that are adopted 
we also parent, we also, um, my husband has a biological child that's adopted and we have a relationship and I have like so much experience with this, Mm -hmm. but I'll tell you one thing when people are not confident in their roles Mm -hmm. and what they're doing, this happens with step parents, all that kind of stuff. It really makes a problem. And what happened is that they're the only people on this show who didn't have a kid for a really long time. Uh And so people would do this to be like, well, Carly's your kid. And she is right. She's never, your relationship with Carly is never going to be like, go away, but you do not have the same relationship with her as Macy has with Bentley. You can't. So once you got, once you started parenting children, a lot of things started clicking in place and how, what the day in day out is. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that really helped them solidify like, like how much, what am I supposed to be doing with Carly? Right. Yeah. How is Carly different than Nova? How is, what is, what is my interactions with them supposed to be different? And once they got there, it felt like they really kind of figured out like, okay, I think I know where I'm supposed to be. I also mm-hmm. think that Butch got less in their lives because keep in mind, do you, well, I'm going to ask you this. Do you think Butch would have been as part, a part of Tyler's life if the show was not here asking about Butch every six months? Mm, yeah, I do. You do. Because I think that it would be, I because I think that no matter what happened, Tyler would have had like a decent job and been this codependent and like felt like he has to, not a great job, but I think more than would, what Butch could provide. Exactly. And I think that Amber, as the drug addict child and the unreliable child, I think that Tyler would have been getting the phone calls from prison. He just wouldn't have had as much money to pay. Yeah. Like, I don't know if he'd be putting money on, but I maybe he'd send Butch $25 a month or he would go up and see him. But I, I do. I do. I don't think they would be as close when Butch gets out because usually when Butch gets out, Tyler's the one that takes care of him. Yep. But like, I, I remember when they were living in the trailer and Butch would come stay. Like, I think that would have been their life. I think he would have been in a trailer or in a small place and Butch would be in and out and Butch, I think would be a presence, but like even were, it would be even more emotionally draining because at least at this point in time, Tyler can kind of like put money towards it to alleviate the feelings he has. Yeah. Guys, money, they say money can't buy happiness, but money buys solutions. And that sounds a lot like happiness. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like, you know how much shit I just throw money at and I'm like, I don't have to think about that again. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. So, could you you know more about like how people get paid and stuff on this? Does Butch get paid when he yes, appears? For sure. Everybody okay. who appears on Teen, not everybody who appears, but like everybody gets paid on Teen Mom. Um, and I know this to be a fact because like back in the day, like Tori got paid, Gary Head got paid. There's no way Kim and Butch aren't getting paid. Yeah, I feel like if you have a Chiron, you get a uh-huh. you get a ten ninety nine. If you get mic'd up, you get paid. So would be my guess well maybe not for every single person but especially because tyler and kate don't have a ton of friends yeah so yeah we don't see any the, friends. the people that don't have like um macy's friend keely probably gets paid you know because she's like a regular that comes in often mm-hmm. um but i would bet butch kim april amber when she comes on all get paid so every time he goes to pick up butch butch gets a check yeah. Every time Butch comes to the house and you go, and he goes, how's your sobriety going? And you guys yeah. have a little conversation. I, it's a I check. mean, Tyler's giving him a job. Yeah. And so like, it's probably not much. He probably gets 
$1,500 an episode or something. But I mean, Butch doesn't pay taxes. $1,500 is a lot of fucking money. Yeah, he's probably, I mean, he's probably getting $10,000 a season that I'm sure he's not paying taxes on. So, so that's what I mean by like, I'm not, I'm not saying Butch wouldn't be like still a a thorn, a pebble in his shoe and that Tyler would be like stretching himself to do things for him that, but he wouldn't have the money to give him that he does now. Mm -hmm. And also he wouldn't like, I know that some, I I just know in my heart that some of those scenes that they film is like, Hey, you know, they're going to give you like blah, blah, blah. So you come or maybe even Butch being like, you're going to film any scenes with me. Like that would really break my fucking heart guarantee you he calls up and he's in jail and he's like well you know i get out on this day and tyler says okay okay i can i can come pick you up and butch goes are you gonna be filming that day yeah and (laughs) i mean also remember mtv paid for butch to go to that 90 day treatment center in texas yeah and i actually realized it was like by my house yeah love that (laughs) i was like this looks familiar still in texas I don't know. I don't know if he's there, but he might be in my neighborhood. Who fucking knows? Remember, he like moved in with some lady. What if it's my neighbor? There's a lot of people with mullets around. Butch, I would. I saw Butch dead in my tracks. Like that. Like out of every celebrity I could ever see, if I saw Butch, it would be like an out of body experience. I would think I would just be like, I would be frozen because it would be so. It would be so shocking to see him in person. There's this TikTok where this woman sees Beyonce's uh, bodyguard outside Julia, of this. Sure. Right. And she goes, and it's it's before her album, like, it's before Renaissance came out. Mm-hmm. So it's a known place to, like, record. And she saw yeah. Julius, and she just yells out the window, Julius! And he turns around, <laughs> and she goes, it's him! She's coming out with Oh, the- I remember. I saw that. Uh-huh. That's what it, I'd be like, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> and he turned around, I'm like, it's him! <laughs> Yeah, that would be truly stunning to see Butch. I would die. I would have to get a picture with him and I know he would give it to me. Oh, are, no. you, are you kidding me? He would. he would be like, take one from this side. No, no, you want to get one from <laughs> He calls his girlfriend because, you know, he always has a girlfriend. He'd be like, come take a picture of us. You don't want to yeah. take a selfie. Take a picture of us. Oh, you like, get a He's whole an sh- abuser, but I need to get a picture with him so I could show it to you. Of course. <laughs> that's valuable. I'd be so mad if you met Butch and you didn't get a picture with him. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> but like so tyler's this whole thing that's going on with tyler i totally feel him um i understand this um i want him to get more therapy because i he what really helps me is how i contribute to putting myself in these situations Mm -hmm. and i've gotten so much better at at talking myself through and being like you don't actually have to do that people value you whether or not you're like because one of my Mm -hmm. secret things is people only care about me when i'm doing things for them and so oh that the the active service love language person feels that way that's what and so (laughs) when i get sick i'm already upset because i'm not as productive as i want to be but then i'm also like and no one loves you now because you're not doing anything and i'm like i mean that's just actually true yeah (laughs) (laughs) and i was telling my husband that one day he's like the fuck are you talking about because it's so funny, like, at first, your husband who's, like, fucking obsessed with you, first of all, he probably just looks at you and he's like... He just brought me food. He's like, literally, what are you talking about? But because it doesn't have anything to do with external stuff, right? Like, it's not based in reality. It's not based in ration. Like, exactly. I know, I know logically 
what that I am a good person, a good friend. Oh, and you a could good burn your house around. down and Mr. Curtis would be like, we'll figure it out. Oh my God. We got into a fight in Sam's club because we just spent somebody's rent in Sam's club. <laughs> and he was like, he came, like, I'm doing something and I'm like really mad at him. He comes over and he kisses me, goes, I'm the person I love you most in the world. And then walks away. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I think so. But the thing is, is that that's not what our anxiety and our trauma exactly. and our shit tells us. They lie to us. They don't tell us the truth. Yeah. And so if it did, if, if it did tell us the truth, we wouldn't need therapy. We wouldn't have anxiety. <laughs> we wouldn't be traumatized. Exactly. And so once Tyler gets better at recognizing these patterns, like me being able to understand, like right now, princess, you are putting yourself in a position for you later to feel used and no one asked you to be there. So what mm-hmm. if you did this? And I, I like, once you can see those stuff, you can start doing things a little differently and then things get progressively better and you get really healed from those stuff. And I, I think Tyler's there. Um, I hate it that this season, this is a bad season for Kate. Um, this one, yeah. The fandom really gave it to her. And I'm not saying there were some critics, some not some ballot criticisms, but I remember in this episode when this was going on, even in the Facebook groups I were in, which were fairly nuanced normally, the people would be like, Kate is killing Tyler. Yeah. And the reason y'all don't like Kate is because Kate's fat and you don't think she is uh conventionally attractive. And I don't think Tyler is either, but he's more attractive than Kate is. Her. And so because he's skinny and so and so it's like very remember that guy who went viral for being like i love my fat wife and everyone's <laughs> like oh my god <laughs> oh my god he could do so much better but he isn't <laughs> so generous yeah that's what it is and so yeah. what happened is this season tyler got lifted up a lot by the fandom mm-hmm. and kate got slammed a lot well, and even more so when she goes back to she does like the treatment again and the double treatment and well Liz I I those are not choices I would have made right no but, of course not but the thing is is she's so much better so she's so much better and, and people, I get it people are still like she shouldn't have left Nova because she, she didn't apologize to Nova and people still get mad that Kate said Nova will be fine about her will leaving be, and I'm like Kate was suicidal she was she not will... she was not thinking in a logical play like to hold what she was saying then against her is so outrageous to me like kate the the option was between saying like the option was between kate killing herself or not saying goodbye to nova and i think not saying goodbye to nova before she goes to treatment is a better option than her killing herself yeah also like so now that we're all a little bit more aware about how childhood trauma works and attachment and all these things now the thing is people think that they are going to raise a child with no trauma and i don't know how you think you're going to do that because you cannot control what is traumatizing and what isn't and we all survived not for me to be one of those people's like i got spanked and i survived no (laughs) it wasn't good are you getting those tiktoks of the guy with that song of course he bends off that baby (laughs) bends off that child when i tell you it's like in every video oh my god i'm upset and it's like everyone's like well i beat my like and he just keeps responding with that song oh my god it has been on a loop in my head for quickly i'm not one of those people but i will say that and one of the things that for me to like really work on my healing stuff, because I am sure that everything is going to kill me 
is that I have survived every fucking thing that's come up against me since. Yeah. And I am doing very well and I'm going to keep doing better because I'm, I'm growing and I'm, I'm fixing things and I'm also uh, accepting things. And Nova's mommy being gone when she was like a toddler, my, it's not great. It wasn't great, but Nova has many people in her life that love her and care for her. She wasn't left alone in the house until Kate got back alone. Like that's not what happened. And it's going to be, sometimes I don't get to say goodbye to my six-year-old and it's going to be okay. And like, but now that we have so much vocabulary around this sort of stuff, people will literally be like, you used your voice was raised and that kid's gonna remember that for the rest of his life i don't know man i don't know maybe but like there this is like trying to walk in the world without like stepping on ants guys it's not possible you will make mistakes you will do things and you have no control over what sticks what what's bad what's not as a parent what you have to do is get yourself ready to say i am so sorry i was trying to do my best it was not good enough what can i do now and if you do that you'll be able to grow with them always you don't have to be perfect because you can't be perfect yeah I have a lot of hope for Nova Veda and Raya like for them as adults me too I think they'll have a lot of I mean they're being raised on television with a trauma (laughs) in its of itself their parent trauma blah 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 but I think they'll probably be pretty happy kids that are pretty happy adults to have really nice lives and their lives that, in the parents had. Yeah. And yeah. I really think that they are set like not I mean I don't think I think Gary is setting Leah up for a better life than he had but Amber is not. We know that Janelle is not. We know that Farah is not. I think that Leah is. Leah's really trying. I think that Kale is trying and doing well in some areas and very badly in others um yes emotionally she's not great but she's great at the mechanics of of parenting although i talked to you about this like i get some of her tiktoks sometimes and i regret to inform the fandom people love kale i i look at the comments sometimes to just see if someone's gonna be like you're a slut or whatever and they're not they're like you're such a great mom i'm like i mean people love janelle go on janelle people love janelle Although Kale did a, I recently saw a TikTok with, I guess it's Creed, with him saying, like, she's like, how many brothers do you have? And he's like, two, three, four, too many, too fucking many, or something like that. And I was like, Kale, don't post that. Like, <laughs> don't post him cursing into the camera. It's don't very, smoke um, kids. Like, <laughs> Zolciak, remember when their oldest son, like, problem child? Birth, yeah. And they were like, hey, he was so smart. <laughs> And he's just walking around going, fuck, all the time. He's like two years old. You're like, let's get him in movies. (laughs) Maybe she still has that house. Or wait, does she still have the house? She does. She somehow got out of that auction. Maybe I I think she probably caught up Big Papa. I I honestly you don't think Big Papa wrote her a fucking check. Here's the thing. I have a friend who I love very, very, very dearly. Mm-mm. who had a big papa like situation that she is no longer in but i know that there are times that she calls her big papa and he cuts a check even though they're not together and have not been together for a long time but he's a rich man that is still willing to help her out and i think that is not uncommon 
I can see that too. And I, I bet that like really chaps Croy's ass, but yeah, like it's not all the time. Like I don't think she's hitting him up regularly. Yeah, but if but she will needed he write her 150k check? Yeah, I think he'll give her that. But people will be like, well, Croy doesn't work. Well, Kim doesn't let Croy work, guys. You know that. I know no, he's that. like it's like Janelle. Like being you Kim's, he has to stay there. Yeah, being Kim's husband is his full-time job. It's yeah, like any it's... boyfriend Amber has. Yeah, he has to. He has to be there. But the thing about it is like, Kim, why would you try to save that fucking house that's way too big for you and those kids that you cannot afford and you have no way to afford in the future? Because she's prideful. If she's smart, she puts that bitch on the market like right now. She's not not smart. smart. (laughs) I don't think she can. I think she owes too much money on it. You think that if she sold it, she still owe Mm -hmm. like i think she's underwater oh that's right because she took all those fucking mortgages out yeah yeah like it's it's just like you will lose at something like there's no winning this unless you win the lottery there's no fucking winning i don't which she might you know she's like a gambling addict (laughs) yeah she might win the lottery maybe that kid will get in the movies you know she's addicted to gambling like maybe she's gonna hit it big because that was actually a storyline on that fucking show yeah i don't remember when that dog ate her baby's face oh my god of course and they they were just putting these pictures on the internet i was like guys this is horrible and i think the sub i don't know if the dog got put down or something like people were like i don't know why you put the dog down i'm like guys that you can't have that dog around like kids or people baby's face like i mean he wasn't a baby he was like four i guess but still a baby yeah That's he's a, a child like that baby has to go i mean that dog has to go to a therapeutic farm or something like there's mm-hmm. you can't just like take that dog over your mom's house it's not it, it but yeah that was horrible he could have died guys <laughs> like yeah. then the show probably would have gone on for more because they would have like milked that grief and they wouldn't have to do those chef storylines anymore <laughs> yeah so, on that note <laughs> Do you have any final Kate and Tyler thoughts? That we yeah, that's hit? it. I'm I'm proud of where they where they've shown up, and I just think that like people should give them a lot of grace for that. Even though I don't like Tyler and his neck, and, but I appreciate where he came from and where he got. Yeah, to. what is up with his neck? It's just how he's built. Some people have long necks. <laughs> it's not like you say it. I'm like, huh? What is he up with that? He's, he's lanky. He can't go get a new neck. It's not possible. Well, maybe he can. Okay. Where well, some influencer is going to do it, and then he'll figure out how to do it. I mean, I think he's fat phobic, and I think he spends a lot of time on the internet telling people to use oils. Well, he he's <laughs> he has real disordered eating stuff. He's a real yo-yoer. He goes on those extreme diets and then loses all that weight and then gains it back in six months because you can't, you can't. eat twelve hundred calories a day. And when you're a grown man, and then he starts eating fried food again, and he's been doing that for years. Yeah, and he also is, he has the same thing that Amber has in that he believes that he is where he is because he is so smart and he got there. Yeah, and that's tough. It's it's real tough. Now, of but the hustlers- how do you not How do you not get that if you get famous at 16? Like, how, how does a you, brain not get, especially when you come from such a shitty childhood and you had no validation as a kid and you were fucking broke and suddenly you're famous, people are obsessed with you, you have all this money- You've been on TV for 15 years. I don't know how your brain doesn't do no, that. No, you have to get ground. Like, you have to have people around you to ground you. Like, 
So Kale with the podcast thing and she went to school for media and stuff. I do believe Kale would have found her way to podcasts. Okay. I do believe that. But I do not believe that she would have had what she has without this show. And I I think Kale knows that. Like, I think in a lot of ways, she understands she hit the lucky lottery ticket, but she is a hustler. She would just be working a bunch of jobs. Um, I think Macy would have a similar life, very downscale, right? She would have met a tailor. They would live in a, he'd probably have a job. They would live live in a house. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Kale would be a dental hygienist. Like she, she'd be selling LuLaRoe. Of course. She'd have one less kid. Well, it depends on how many kids she has Two less kids. (laughs) I think she'd have three kids. So that depends on, you know. How many kids you think she has. How many kids she's got right now. The jury yeah. is still out. <laughs> She'd still be doing the shit she does with her personal life, uh-huh. but she would just definitely be... She'd be living in a townhouse. She'd be doing yep. okay. They'd be like paycheck to paycheck, but they'd be okay. They'd take a vacation once a year. Uh-huh. Kale, was, Kale was never going to be a broke again. Yeah, and her kids would be in soccer. I mean, they just mm-hmm. wouldn't be in all this other shit. And, but uh, Chelsea's life, very similar to what she was going to have, just on a much bigger scale. Mm-hmm. But like, Tyler's life and Amber's life is not anywhere near what they would have had. No. You can't be buying these octagon houses every five fucking minutes and shit like that and just going to get a horse, Kate. So, like... They fully paid off their debts, by the way. I'm happy for them. Me too. That's a a million dollars. I mean, but they don't... They live very cheaply. It's a wonder they didn't pay it. I think that's just... I don't think it was a case of we didn't have the money. I think it's a case of we were dumb about what we're supposed to do. Yeah, probably. I don't think that they were just like, I'm not going to pay But it. still, it's impressive to pay back all that money. It is. I'm, and I'm glad that they took care of it because that shit will, will get bigger and bigger, babe. Yeah. But, but like, that's one of Tyler's fatal flaws. He thinks he's so smart. He thinks he's going to write poetry books, but not read poetry. Don't get me started. Don't he get thinks me started. he's going to start a children's clothing line. <laughs> but know nothing about clothing yeah and it's the ugliest shit but i I think people would buy it but like you don't understand production and you don't you don't bring someone on that's like this is what i do let me tell you how to do it you pay me the salary i'll run this you guys pick out designs or whatever or he didn't do the drop shit shit like amber yeah they were making it i know in detroit in detroit oh my god God, that's some shit you do once you're established and you have like a big bank behind you, a big like purses behind you. You don't do that to start off with. But yeah, yeah, I actually wonder if a lot of the tax stuff came from that business. I I wouldn't be surprised, but also with that business not doing very well, and he said COVID killed it, um, I think you get a lot of tax write-offs. So I wonder who was doing your business taxes because- him. If you have a failing business, him was their CPA. Oh my god! And then, like, I bet you they didn't understand sales tax and no, how, like, no, no, like, no, no. I spent many years writing about sales tax, and like, I could have told them that they probably were collecting it incorrectly. And so, like, that you owe that, regardless of whether you collect it or not, you owe mm-hmm. it. So, like, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised at that stuff. But that's his biggest, like. Besides his neck, that's his biggest problem is that he really thinks he's the smartest guy in the room because he hit the lotto by getting Kate pregnant and them choosing adoption in a season where everyone else kept their babies. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, Princess, will you plug your podcast? Please. Yeah, guys. <laughs> guys, I have a podcast. It's called Buy Pumpkin. It is a niche rewind reality TV um, podcast where I just, I go through past podcasts. I mean, past reality shows. Uh, the new season, well, currently we're talking about Ayanla Fix My Life, which has been lovely and fun and eye-opening. And the new season that starts in a few weeks, I believe barring anything terrible happening, is going to be on Real World Vegas, which is the last season I watched before fun, I was fun, like, baby, fun. I am too old for this. Fun, fun, <laughs> fun. Let's yeah. go, Frank. Let's go, Rulion. Let's go, Trishel. Let's go, yeah. Steven. Let's go, Bryn. I want to talk about Dario when he comes to visit. Like, that's that's the whole reason I'm doing this. So, <laughs> so yeah, guys, come listen to me. I get a new episode every Sunday. Liz is off and on. And I'm fun to listen to, I promise. Love you, princess. Thank you, Liz. Bye. Bye.